All right. All right. We are back. <laughs> we're, we think. We think we're back. I, I Sometimes we wonder. We're back. We're back at Smooches and Stabs with another installment of creepy romance. Romantic creepy. What is it? Or intriguing and romantic. Possibly. It depends on what spin we place on it. Yeah. Really. We just got to. But, but the, basically here at Smooches and Stabs, what we do is we pick historical um oddities yeah. or mysteries or things that you know you're not quite sure what happened anyway and we put our own spin on it to see what we think it should be explained by although i am trying to convince jamie to take some things that are not on unsolved mysteries and put our own little spin on how they might have ended i have all kinds of ways we could have ended pride and prejudice differently which would be fun to do sometimes. oh i think we could do that we could maybe do that. how I, it should have I, been i can think of lots of ways to end pride and <laughs> oh i know what you could do with it and somebody will be dying there no are doubt. some things that mr darcy needs to learn and we need to put him in his place fast <laughs> hopefully not six feet under <laughs> well there are some other characters in that book that deserve a little bit more page time. <laughs> Just saying. I think that uh, Bingley was the hero of it all. He probably is a secret spy of some sort. Hundred percent puts on that facade and really hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes that would be fun to do just for a laugh. Okay. But today, today. we are talking about the mystery of the ship the mary celeste and if you yes. have never heard about the mary celeste let me give you a little bit of information about it it was a ship that sailed in the mid to late 1800s and it just so happened that on december 5th in 1872 it was found completely abandoned dun, now dun, dun. right that could not that may not be a big deal there are ships sometimes that are people get off of it because of the bad storm or bad uh, pirate yeah pirates come by and take Poor it over um, but here are the things that make people not know for sure what happened okay so another ship called the i'm gonna totally be, abuse this word but the day gracia um it was coming it was sailing about eight days after the mary celeste sailed on the same route okay okay, okay. So the captain the captain of the day gracia gratia whatever um found the mary celeste completely abandoned and it was abandoned near let's see where it was abandoned uh, abandoned near some islands i'll pull that up in a minute um so Whenever the captain's crew went on to see what, what was going on, they found that all the food was still there. Nothing had been stolen. The captain's log was there, but was the last entry was eight days prior. Okay. Um, the people who had been on the ship, all of their belongings were still there. Okay. Um, there was, the ship looked like it had been through some heavy weather. That uh, part the part of the sail was down. There were some strange cut marks on the outside of the ship, um, like sword axe kind of marks that were there, but not prevalent. Hmm. Uh, but they were there, located. Right. There was the idea that there might have been blood on the captain's sword, which was placed under his bed, um, and just a lot of just uncertainty. Um, so the captain of the new ship split his crew brought the ship into um port 
and said, well, what's happened? Right. On the ship, the ship was captained by, um, let's see if I can find the captain's name. Benjamin what? S. Briggs. Yes. The, yes. Benjamin Briggs and his wife okay. and their two-year-old daughter were aboard the ship. The two-year-old daughter's name is Sophia. So oh. the captain had brought his wife and his daughter along. There were just the crew and the captain and his family. Uh, the family... Uh, Captain Briggs had an older son who was seven who was stayed behind to go to school. Aww. So so we have now an orphan son somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, uh, whatever, he, who, who, who's grown up and got married and had his own family and whatever, um, but was uh, left without mother, father, and sister. Um, evidently, no one ever found, okay, so they were found near the Azores Islands. Now, no one has ever heard what happened to any of these people the the lifeboat was gone the okay. captain's the captain's uh, navigational equipment was gone but nothing of any wealth was gone i mean everything that if a pirate pirate was going to come get the ship they, they would have taken, taken the cargo right, right right there was lots right. of whiskey on board lots of alcohol on board do not leave the whiskey behind the pirates right yes. and and there were the belongings of the seamen now the only the only um belongings that you said the belongings of the seamen and my brain interpreted that as the remains of the seamen no and i'm like wait i thought there weren't any dead bodies but no these are the belongings like their backpacks their right right their clothes things like that like um his wife's things were left behind Hmm, that's unusual for a woman exactly now they were only a few miles the last mention from the captain's log as they were like i think two or five miles off of this azores islands those islands were within visibility distance okay and that's the last log that was written in the captain's log that anyone knows of the log disappeared in the late 1890s how does that happen i have no idea but that it's not been located since Mm. and that is basically the story so there's this what i think it was seven or seven or nine crewmen and then uh captain and his little family and they're nowhere to be seen missing lifeboat uh a a a floating ship that could have easily 10 days or eight days before if they had gotten off into a lifeboat for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um could have drifted as far as it did for the uh the day Grazia to find it right um so that is what we have now there was some speculation that the captain of the day Grazia did something and but there was no proof ever found that he did anything and there was no reason motivation what's the mo or like what's the motivation for that there was some thought that um the fumes from the alcohol had caused them to be afraid that the ship was going to explode so they un they got out of the ship and went over to the azor islands but no one's ever heard of them again the people um and that doesn't make any sense because there were a thousand and some barrels in the ship's hull right and only seven were empty and none of the fumes were still going on in the ship if that was the Mm. case there was also the possibility, the thought that, which is kind of exciting and sad, that two of the crewmen went crazy 
and massacred everybody, but there was no blood found except what was mentioned on the sword. And if that was blood and, um, right. Right. And, um, nothing else. So if it was a massacre of all these people, you would think there would be more of a crime scene to notice. Um, but no. Yeah. Cause there I'm sure have. back then they weren't like, you know, pulling out the bleach and the scrub brushes and the plastic gloves and covering their hair. So there's no DNA left. on, right. Especially in the yeah. middle of the ocean. Well, yeah, no, unless somebody just, you know, knocked him unconscious <laughs> and threw him overboard, then you wouldn't have blood. That's true. And no, but no bodies were found. And they would float for a while, especially unless the you child. weigh them down. That's true. Because if there's true. seven barrels of, of, of well, was it seven barrels of missing alcohol or just open? They were empty. They were just oh, empty. They were empty. Yeah. Hmm. And was it so, drinkable alcohol or was it like denatured? Because I've seen some websites that claim it was denatured and it would kill you if you drank it. I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, I mean, nothing was stolen right it didn't look and the way and the captain took his or somebody took his navigational equipment see that makes me believe like they abandoned ship that does that gives and that's what the the, everybody kind of moved toward the idea that they must have abandoned ship for some reason but what reason and why wouldn't the captain have gone to find uh someone to alert so that they could be found Unless he thought the boat was going to sink. If he thought the boat was going to sink, true. But would he have left his log there with the note that they had abandoned ship? And for those reasons, because of Captain's yeah, log, does, yeah. they Captain's log is like his diary, right? right. To let people right. know what happened on this ship. And the and the Mary Celeste sailed for years after. Right. It did. I saw that. And it, yeah, but it seemed like it was cursed. Like it kept getting into trouble. Yeah. Yeah, and the it last eventually guy who sank. had it, yeah, the yeah. last guy who had it ran into ground to try to get the insurance money for it, and um, wow. and then it yeah. sank after that. Yeah, so yeah. so there's a lot of interesting things about it and what happened. What happened to the Mary Celeste? What happened to the people on there? Well, the Mary Celeste was fine. Why were there yeah. markings? Where did the people go? Um, what happened to little Sophia? What She's happened to little old. Sophia? I know she she's somebody I want to write about now. Um, I think she turns up in history at some point. What were those missing babies we talked about one time where mm-hmm. the daughters were caught mm-hmm. in history and and found and right like time hopping? Maybe she's one of those because it was always girls that were missing. So it was found abandoned in 1872 and she was two so she was born in 1870 let's say she lived for oh 90 years i have to pull out my calculator so if she equals why is it not working 1870 plus 90 90. equals 19 she would have died in 1960 if she was 90 right so that means her prime years would have been right around the 1900s, 1920s. Um, wow. That opens an entire can of worms. Well, but isn't that also the time period of a certain author that we, no, 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 a certain, uh, the, the whole 
uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle stuff. He was um, writing in that late 1800s, early 1900s time period. Mm -hmm. Um, Authors seem to sneak into all these stories somehow. They do. The authors are time travelers. They are. I Well, we know that, but nobody else is going to believe us. So I know you know, you will not be surprised with the fact that I want to bring up the very obvious possibility of mermaids in Atlantis again, because people keep discounting the validity <laughs> of this possibility. We keep seeing them reemerge and people just, you know, I think there's a pattern here. <laughs> I think you're right. I do think you're right. Um, Although neither of us write fantasy. So now we're going off into a different genre. I don't write published fantasy. Oh, so you're telling us you have manuscripts in a drawer that you're going to share after the podcast is over? Yeah, right. Yeah, I have actually a paranormal, (laughs) paranormal and fantasy that I've written in the past. What? I'm I'm a big werewolf fan. I'm a huge fan of werewolves. But you can't read my books because they're too scary. <laughs> let's just take a step scary. back here. Forget about Mary Celeste and let's talk about <laughs> Pepper and the paranormal. Let me just tell you this. You're going to appreciate this so much. One of the first stories I ever wrote that was beyond my little bitty girl time was my junior year of high school. And I wrote a story that was, this is why I have trouble with genre, sticking with the genre. It was a mystery thriller romantic historical novel about this girl who was trying to solve the mystery of this ghost in this castle and uh and then he ends up coming to life at the end you know that kind of thing uh and so i was (laughs) see this is why i can't stick with genres but again, you got the paranormal, you got the mystery, you got the... And what you all didn't know is this is a perfect segue to announce Pepper's new podcast, Pepper's Paranormal. <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous. I can't even say. It does sound say. really funny. It does sound but, really funny. Okay. So Mary <laughs> Celeste and Mermaid. I mean, if there were, if there were like, see, the thing that is weird about this is if there are slash cut marks scrapes on the outside of the Mary right. Celeste. Oh, oh around That's it. Are you reading that? Are you reading that mo- those markings no, right there? I'm just copying what you said because I trust See, well, you. so that's what but- led some people to think it was a sea monster. Let's, you know, that attacked the ship and pulled the people overboard. But again, the captain's devices, nav- the navigation equipment, I mean, unless the well, maybe, well, like it wasn't mermaid, they might have wanted to learn more about humans and understand That's true. how they part found of this way. world. So they'll know how to call oh, them a snor- snarf blat, you know, whatever else. Humdinger. <laughs> was the aerial. A thingamajig. Um, a thingamajig. Yes. Yeah, so one of the things I think that would be interesting to, besides it being possible mermaids or a sea monster, or aliens we have we have the possibility of aliens as always um is if they did get on if they did abandon ship because let's say the uh the, the they'd gone through some rough storms right before the captain's last log right and if for some reason the captain felt the ship was unsafe mm-hmm. and they were within land where they could get to somewhere safe then what happened to them assuming that happened what happened to this group of what a 12 people right once they got on the, the island right 
But the weird thing is, so I'm looking at a website here and it's talking about how Briggs said he would never abandon the ship. And the only reason that you would was to save his life. But the voyage was what would matter to him the most. And he took on um, a first mate called Albert Richardson and he picked him specifically. So if anything happened to Captain Briggs, Richardson would be able to direct the ship and captain the ship. So he didn't have plans of just ditching. Now, it is interesting, though, because I'm reading on this website, too, where the ship's charts were scattered all over the place. Um, and two of the pumps that would have pumped water out were disassembled like they were concerned that the boat was filling with water. But here's my question. When the boat was found, there's it's not flooded. So wouldn't right. you think before you abandon ship, you're going to really make sure that it's but flooding? Another, right. another thing that I saw related to that was that one person speculated that the captain didn't know how much water was coming in because there were so many barrels of alcohol. Mm -hmm. He couldn't he couldn't assess the damage appropriately with his visual, uh, okay. visually, and so he yeah. may have made a gut call. But that still none of that seems to make sense. What if? What if? What's the wife's name? Oh, I don't know. I saw it's listed here, Sarah. Sarah. What if Sarah is really a pirate, and she? has been having contact with other pirates and she made plans ahead of time for them to be attacked. And she's maybe having a liaison with a pirate, Captain Jack, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. That's right. What if, what if she's been swayed to that side because she's learned about the seafaring world because she's been on her husband's ships with him so this is a world where she understands the lingo knows how it works um and so she set up for the ship to be attacked but obviously it wasn't attacked right. enough to to dismantle it right it right. wasn't and she said we don't need to take any of the stuff because I don't want people to know what's happened to us. I don't want them to come looking for us as pirates. I want mm -hmm. to completely start over, which means Sophia Briggs would have to die. Sophia, right. Sophia would become a pirate in the world of piracy. And the crew could either choose allegiance or be off. Right. That's a possibility. Unless Briggs was really a pirate. That's also a possibility. Um, hmm. This leaves a lot of question in my mind, though, because what would Sarah's motivation be to become a pirate? I mean, I get the point that pirates, you know, we've got the the stereotypical pirate, but those were back in the 1700s. So we're at, we're at almost the turn of the century here into the right. 1900s. More privateer. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, we're still gold hunting and I mean, yeah, I suppose there's some of it, but they're going to be more into at this point in time, pirates are going to be trading stolen goods, smuggling people. They're what if it's less stuff. about piracy and more about romance? Oh gosh. I knew we were going to go there. Everybody dies. I mean, romance is one of the top reasons why murder happens. Well, that is true. It's an act of passion. Now, I don't like the idea of this story because it's not a happily ever after. I don't oh, like okay. offing off husbands. But 
unless you know i don't like that idea but no unless but what I, though you had a caveat <laughs> up, people this is the one justification theologically to off your husband self-defense i don't know yeah, i don't know yeah we'll edit that part out no <laughs> but but um Oh, it would make better sense if I wanted my story to be a happy story, mm-hmm. but there's no, but there's no, of course, historical data, but there's no historical proof for mermaids and Atlantis either, but okay. that Briggs set this all up as a plan and wanted to move into, or he's in trouble somehow financially or has a secret that could thing be. he's trying to cover. And so he, the way to do that is to disappear and come up as somebody else pirate i mean people did that you know would come would die or disappear and then re- <laughs> see that, that was even my your, dad that even your dad, dad calling <laughs> <laughs> so back to the theory here's one thing that we haven't touched on yet okay okay you're gonna love this I'm concerned because so far the things that you've brought up as possibilities and theories have been fairly devious, really, when you think about it. Mine's romantically based. There's some (gasps) deviousness in it, but mine's romantically based. I'm kind of, we're rubbing off on each other. This could be. It's sad. It's so sad, but this is what's popped into my brain. I'm going to go a little bit with your mermaid theory. Okay. All right. And the mermaid romance and the mermaid theory. I know. I I'm think what's sure really happened, and I think this is why no matter how you scour the internet, you're never going to find this theory because people just aren't willing to believe in mermaids. And, um, well, some people, but those who do I'll will find this to be very see. believable. Clearly, I'm going to love it. Clearly, you're going to love it. I think what happened was one of the, cre- oh my goodness. <laughs> one of the crewmen. Okay. Mm-hmm. give it some pause so i can edit this out okay my theory is that one of the crewmen all right fell in love with a mermaid at one point in his journey at sea somehow he came across a mermaid they fell in love and they've had to devise a way to be together okay right in the process of devising this way she says that to save her mermaid people it can never be linked back to anything suspicious about mermen or mermaids mm. and it's inevitably going to be questioned if there's murder etc etc so they concoct a scheme to take the smallest boat he can become part of a crew of and this boat only had a crew of eight so we're not talking a huge ship right we're talking eight crew members he'd be one of them so really seven crew members that he has to figure out what to do with the captain Mm -hmm. his wife and the baby all right and he may not have known that the wife and the baby were going to be on there so he didn't want them to be a part of it they were kind of a twist in the story that he didn't expect but really what's happened is they never really intended to kill anybody um they just intended to take them captive as a gift to the mermaid's king because she needs to give him something to receive permission to wed a human a human 
So really the story doesn't end well for the seven crew members and probably not for Captain Briggs, his wife and his daughter. However, I don't know. The daughter, who knows what can happen to maybe, the daughter? She wouldn't, re- she wouldn't she remember could be the anything. Sequel. She could be the sequel. She was raised among the mermen. That or the mermaids have the ability or Atlanteans or whoever took them have the ability to help people lose their memory so that's why you have people coming out who are shipwrecked who don't remember things don't remember things and so they don't know who they are right they end up on this island and they're discovered and they have to start a new life because they don't know who they are life right and our crew member has successfully become part and the only person who does have a member that's not wiped is a two-year-old because it She's too young. Right. They think she wouldn't remember anything. So she's the crazy lady when she's 80 years old telling these awful stories about mermaids. And um, she becomes a writer. Yeah. See? Now you know the truth about my family, Pepper. <laughs> we have it. We solved it. We this solved it. Perfect. Mystery of the Mary Celeste has been solved. romance has been appeased deviousness has been appeased i think we have been successful today (laughs) we want to know what you think happened on the mary celeste Mm -hmm. if you want to do your own research we'd love to hear what you find out um and if you want to have create your own story to add to what you think happened we'd love to hear it absolutely so in the meantime always remember something (laughs) profound that we don't really have to offer you today that's right exactly we remember entertainment and possibly whatever that profound thing is and watch out for mermaids and falling in love with them because it that's the profound that's That's, oh we forgot to mention one thing i'm sorry one thing one thing at some point we're going to have to talk about could it have been sirens because they would easily Mm. get the crewmen off but what would happen to the women because they don't fall prey to the siren song maybe there was a handsome merman Exactly. There is how we solve that problem. There, we solve that problem. So <laughs> that thread's been solved. Pepper, I think we're okay. Oh, well, everybody, thank you for joining us with this episode of Smooches and Stabs. Join us next time as we solve all the world's mysteries and problems with a little bit of romance and a little bit of murder. And and quite a bit of fantasy going on today. Yeah, today was a little unreal. <laughs> 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 See you guys.